0: welcome everyone it's dr joe as you guys know i'm a board certified physician that practices and truly believes in functional medicine functional medicine is not just about food being your medicine but also understanding how to allow your body to naturally heal and detox and also allowing and ensuring that we're eating the right things to promote a great mood and balanced emotions because let's face it your mind and body is linked I could talk about this all day, but today we're going to be talking about gut health. I must say that this is such an important topic, so I'm going to try to fit everything that I would think would be important in this podcast episode. So Today's episode is on gut health, and we're going to discuss why the gut is important, what are the signs to see if we have a healthy gut, What are the worst foods that you can, you can eat for your gut health? And what are some of the gut health promoting foods? Is there any supplements that we can take as well? And we're going to end also with the brain gut connection, which is an important principle for the whole body. So the gut is so important for so many reasons. Here's some, more than 75% of your immune system is linked to your gut. Here's another one, the gut allows vital nutrients that is needed for the rest of the body in order to heal and and keep the bad stuff out like bacteria and toxins that causes a cascade of issues within the body. You know, the gut is a starting point to a lot of what I deal with every day when someone comes in and, and says to me that they want to feel better. If you have an unhealthy gut, there's a strong chance that you're feeling sluggish and tired. Good gut health will ensure that you prevent certain autoimmune diseases, which is when your immune system turns on your body um, and stop it from flaring up and better manage certain chronic diseases as well. If you think of your body as a car, when your body needs a service, some kinds of lights flash and lets you know. The way that your body shows you this is if you are not regular in the toilet. I love this topic. Okay, what you should be expecting is one to two snake-like poos, well-formed. And if you don't know what that looks like, refer to the Bristol stool chart if you want and you're not eating dinner. If you're not going as frequent or if you're going too frequent or if the consistency of your stools are too hard or too loose, this is a huge sign that your body lights are flashing and, and saying that your gut health needs a service. The other indicators are abdominal bloating, cramps, flatulence, meaning that you fart a lot, or if, you, or if you feel generally lethargic or brain fogged. These are all signs that your gut health may need a tune-up. A misconception is that you must have gut symptoms to have an unhealthy gut, and this is false. Sometimes you may not have an unhealthy gut and not have one symptom. So I'll talk more about this later in, in the podcast when we talk about the leaky gut syndrome and how you could have this and not know it. The most important thing is that everyone should be doing something every day to improve the health of your gut. Okay, the worst foods for your gut this is such an important discussion. I posted earlier in on Instagram today that everyone is unique and different. Bio variability means that each of our genetics will have different lifestyle triggers, diets, best suited, intolerances, and pro-inflammatory triggering food groups. This means that everyone's makeup is not the same. I say this all the time. What may trigger inflammation in me may be different for you. However, we know that there's four big food groups that can be a good start when trying to eliminate inflammation and heal your gut. okay, The four are, number one, gluten, in particular grains. Whilst not all grains should be classed as the same, gluten is is a huge, big one. Number two, dairy. If you wanna get specific, yes, there's been lots of discussions around A1 beta casein versus A2 beta casein. And yes, there was less gastrointestinal upsets from the A2. However, when healing your gut, in my approach clinically, I would recommend avoiding dairy to start off with. Number three, man-made omega-6 oils, things like canola, canola oil, seeds oils, soybean oils. Yes, there's natural omega-6 fats that God created like nuts and seeds that are that are good for you. But the ones that to avoid are these oils. Number four, refined sugars, which is a no-brainer. Okay, which is found in processed foods, foods in the confectionery aisle for supermarket and bakery items. If I had to add another one, uh, it would be preservatives. And really, I would I would really think of doing this if I had a clinical case where someone was eating fairly clean and was doing this all already and still felt quite bad. And in that particular case, I would look at the organic side of things too. So what I do clinically is I recommend that my patients for six to eight weeks eliminate these food groups and see how they feel, which is what the elimination diet is called. After this period, if they're healing well, progressing well, we would reintroduce these items slowly one by one. And if they react again to a certain food group, that was the food group to omit. I think it's harmful to say that everyone should eliminate a certain food group like gluten from their diet. For instance i react fine to gluten but some of my patients do terribly in gluten so how do we heal our gut what are the foods that we can consume to repair our gut microbiome and allow it to function well there are many foods and again i'll say each of us have different epigenetics genetics and, ex- and are exposed to different environmental stresses some have been exposed to certain toxins Things like mold, etc. You've heard it said you are what you eat. And yes, that's true. But to be more specific, you are what your microbiome eats. The good bacteria in your gut will eat mainly plant based fiber, which ferments that fiber and makes short chain fatty acids like butyrate. And studies have shown that butyrate supports intestinal lining and permeability. So as we know, poor intestinal lining and permeability is what we call leaky gut. Okay. And that syndrome is what causes a cascade of problems in the, in the body. Generally speaking, my favorite gut healing foods are number one, wild caught fish. Love that. Number two, herbs and spices, things like turmeric, ginger, galangal. Number 3, bone broth. You guys know I love bone broth. It's an amazing gut healer with so many other benefits for your like your skin, hair, tendons, ligaments and muscles. Number 4, fermented foods like sauerkraut, miso soup, coconut yogurt all filled with great bacteria. Number 5, cooked vegetables rather than raw, which is easier on your gut to digest. And number six, adaptogenic mushrooms, things like shiitake, lion's mane, reishi, turkey's tail. If you follow my channel, you'll know I love these mushrooms. I have these in my collagen powder. I put them in my bone broth. It's been used for over 2000 years and been proven not only to have gut health properties, but so much more nootropic effects for your brain, anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, and so much more. Look, there's so many other foods that we can talk about, but let's talk about the brain-gut connection. So the the gut and the brain are actually formed from the same fetal tissue as the baby matures. And as we grow older, the two are ubiquitous as we move through life. Now, the reason why the gut is called the second brain is because there are millions of neurons in the gut, which which are nerve conductors. And studies have shown that more than 90% of the serotonin is produced in your gut. Serotonin is the happy hormone. That's why when you stress, the first place you will manifest symptoms is your gut. Western medicine likes to separate the mind and the body. However, the two are connected intricately. I get asked, how much do I believe that a poor gut affects our mind and our emotions? I answer it commonly like this. External stresses affect our physiology, but your physiology affects your biochemistry and your neurotransmitter that, that are all involved in your mood and emotions. So the two are interconnected. This means that your poor gut affects your emotions and, a, your, and poor emotions affect your gut and our bodies. There is a bi directional communication between your brain and your gut with the vagus nerve and the enteric nervous system. Understanding how connected our brain and our gut is is the start to improving our health, emotions, mood, and general well being. Do you know our brain is actually made up of around 60% fat, and a lot of that healthy fat is called phospholipids? If you're more concerned about le- lethargy, concentration memory issues even hormonal issues taking a supplement like phosphatidylcholine could be very beneficial phosphatidylcholine is a precursor to acetylcholine which is an important neurotransmitter that you need for good memory concentration and overall cognitive function all our cells in our bodies are made up of this fat layer And when you take this supplement, it will ensure that you have good cellular renewal. I'm not sponsored by any pharma companies to tell you guys this, okay? I know it sounds very technical, but if you think about what is on our cell walls, there's receptors. And these receptors detect hormones from our brain. When, when talking about hormones, a lot of regulation goes on on a cellular membrane level, okay? Your brain talks to the endocrine system all the time. And what's involved, your thyroid hormone, your estrogen, your testosterone, cortisol, I could keep going. It's all on a cellular membrane um, level, which is made up of healthy fats. So even if you're not eating all the right stuff, and all the right, correct, healthy fats. Taking a supplement like phosphatidylcholine could be part of the equation to healing and progressing in the correct direction. Look, I'll, I'll talk more about this in more depth in another episode. But the gut is so important. It can improve your brain function, hormones, your immune system. It really can reduce disease or manage disease within the body. I hope you get lots of out of this discussion if you did hit subscribe follow me on my channel if you don't already on the dr joe's channel till next till next episode it's dr joe here bringing knowledge to light